Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you are listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each and every week we bring you a woman who's going to be a a resource in your life, someone who could be a a life changer for you, someone that's going to give you a head start on things, somebody that's going to jumpstart you, get you going in the right direction. How about your health? Are you taking care of your health in 2014? We have women have great advice. Staying fit, staying vital. For us to do the things we want to do, we have to have all those ingredients. Health comes first. Staying fit, staying vital. That's what it's all about. We have lots and lots of women with lots and lots of great advice. Relationships. Well, we, you and I both know that relationships are what we do best. We are the connectors. Women, we are the yellow book. We are the resource. Uh, you can ask a woman about anything. You put five women in a room, we get things solved. We do things. We are can do. We are the can do women. And of course, business. One of the fastest growing trends in the United States are women-owned businesses, and women that are connecting for good. Uh, my foundation, Women Connect for Good, and the new book, Powerful Women Change the World, is all about you. How you can stay sharp. How you can stay fit. How you can stay on top of your game plan. We're going to be talking about something that's very, very close to my heart. It's leadership, women and leadership. Well, first of all, my first comment is we don't have enough women leaders in our country, and that's wrong. There's something wrong with that. We should, since we buy 85% of products and services, we should be leading the market, and we know how to do that. We see the big picture. I'm going to be talking today with Martha Johnson. Now, my amazing guest today, she's a role model for personal resilience. She's not only a leader, but she's also personally resilient, and she's been there, done that. She has a new book, On My Watch, Leadership, Innovation, and Personal Resilience, and it tells about how she learned about leadership during and after serving as the administrator of the GSA. You may remember the headlines in in April of 2013 uh, that led to Martha's resignation. It involved public hearings, answering charges by Congress, and wasteful, wasteful, and the wasteful spending of the GSA training conference in Las Vegas. It was told as a story of scandal and wasteful spending. Since 2012 was an election year, it has consumed news, news headlines from coast to coast, and Martha resigned to control election fallout. The story of Martha's service while the administrator of the GSA is bigger than, than the brief uproar. And even bigger is her resilience in moving on to write a best-selling book on my watch. It's not a tell-all book, but a story of lessons learned and what it's like to lead and motivate employees in such a diverse organization as the GSA. It's a book about, it's a book about leaders for leaders. I really like that. Martha, first and foremost, she is a leader. She has an MBA from Yale School of Management, and she has a 35-year career which spans executive positions in worldwide private corporations, two commissions with the British government, eight years with the Clinton administration, and two years with the Obama administration. She has been there and done all these things. So I am so pleased to, to welcome you, Martha, Martha Johnson, to Conversations with smart, amazing women. So glad you're with me. Well, Martha, thank you again for being with me. Um, this, is a, this is a great book. It's an exciting time. Um, there's many, many things going on with women right now. 
Uh, we can talk about women in leadership, Janet Yellen, the Federal Reserve. So there's there's some there's some good stuff happening right now. That's right. It's a it's quite a week, isn't it? <laughs> yep, yep, it is. You know, there's a. Uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly this week, but, uh, you know, Hillary and the, the book that came out, Gates, I mean, there's a, there's some interesting things, but, you know, I'm I'm really very, very interested in talking to you about women in leadership because it really is, uh, it, it really sits it sits very, very strongly on my heart as far as women leaders in our country that we need, we need a lot more of them, but uh, your book, On My Watch, uh, great book, Great for women leaders to, to read any leader that anyone that really wants to be a a good leader a caring leader can read this book. But your personal you. story is you know there's no mistakes why I'm doing what I'm doing. There's probably no mistakes in your life why you're doing what you're doing even at this moment in your life. So I think oftentimes when we ask when I ask people to tell me about their story and how they how they came to be who they are and why they are doing what they're doing ends up being quite a life lesson for for so many of us. So, so what's your what's your story? What's your story, Mark? What's my story? Ah, good. We only have a half hour, so you see really That's true. That's true. Well, then you um, got to give us the best I, pieces. I have I, I have, of course, everyone's story is just a, a huge one. It's so important. My my story really does, of course, go back to my mother. And I was thinking about this. The um, when we were young, uh, we moved a lot. Uh, I, my father was a minister, and we changed churches and moved around. But one of the things my mother did uh, with the four of us children, I was the oldest, is that she um, she made uh, it wasn't so much a game, but we when we had to clean our rooms, she would come in with vacuum cleaner and all of this, and she'd say, "Okay, it's time to rearrange the room." And there was mm-hmm. nothing more fun for a kid than to rearrange the furniture. You get to move things around, and she'd let us do anything, put the put the bed in the middle of the room or by the door or whatever. And sure. I think, in a funny kind of way, she taught me that changing things on a very regular basis was really a good thing to do. It was normal. It was fun. You could be creative with it. You could try anything. And I will hand it to her because throughout my whole life, I think if I had one thing to say about my themes, it's that I have I have started and tried new things all the time, and I have been sort of I relish it. It's it's kind of like a new chance, a new beginning, another day to diet, you know, or whatever. You know, it's just a, sure, another sure. another run at it. So right. my story is about a lot of a lot of my career story is about uh, a lot of change. I've worked in many different kinds of organizations. In fact, sometimes people might look at my resume and wonder why I couldn't keep a job longer than a little bit of time. But I just kept moving because my husband moved or various things would happen. So I've worked for big organizations, small organizations. I've worked in the government and most recently in, in, in the Obama administration. So I've had very, very, I've just had the most enormously rich set of experiences. And now my story is that I'm changing again and I'm moving out of organizations and I'm doing my own thing um, by yeah. writing and being creative after having years of doing executive management, big organizational strategy, you know, business stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think it's change. I think it's about leaning into change and feeling as if it's always an adventure. And if I had yeah. to sum it up, that would be probably the way my siblings would talk about me too. Always enthusiastic yeah. about peace. Yeah. Well, I mean, Sheryl Sandberg's book is really good, Lean In, and I think that's really what what so many women need to keep doing, especially as they – I don't believe in retiring, by the way, Martha. I believe in refiring and re-inspiring and, and really taking your passion to a new level. And I think, you know, that's that's what more and more women are doing. We're taking our passion 
and we're making it our purpose. And I think that's where your writing comes into play and where you're actually now able to really sit back, reflect, and take some of your life experiences and your career experiences and really share them on a, on a personal level, which I think is so valuable. We women need that. We don't have enough mentors in our, in our country. We don't have enough women leaders in our country to really, really emulate. And, you know, I, I have three daughters. I have three daughters, I have seven granddaughters, and and I really am I'm all about making sure that they understand that leadership is very, very important. And and I think that's just something that a lot of women still tend to kind of pull away from. It's just, you know, again, they just, uh, what do you think's going on in the country? I, of course, Janet Yellen and taking on the Federal Reserve, I think that's fantastic. But we really have never in this country ever had a woman of any great status, per se, other than maybe Hillary, and and uh, again, I think she's. I think they're talking about her running again, which is pretty exciting. But, mm-hmm. but we really haven't really had women in high places of position like other other countries have. Yes, I think it. it, it the United States is um, uh, getting uh, uh, its chops together, if you will. I I personally think. Uh, you know, it's a longer curve, um, and we have a lot of women coming up. It's too bad we haven't had more sort of burst onto the scene like Janet Yellen, although I do think uh, some of the, there are some remarkable CEOs of major corporations, Indra Nui at PepsiCola, right. unbelievable, uh, mm-hmm. for example. But um, I think that uh, we have... Uh, in, we have had the conversation. It's on the front of many of our minds. Uh, I also, I, I am concerned though because I think that uh, uh, education, I should have said as well as change, my mother also gave me a strong signal about getting educated. And uh, I have this unusual story in that both my grandmothers have college degrees, not my grandfathers. And uh, there's this sense in our family that you need to get educated because that is one thing you can do for yourself and push yourself along. Mm-hmm. And I worry right now that there is um, there are a lot of challenges to to young people, young women, young people, in getting through college, getting through debt free, or getting through without too much um, terrible debt. Just a number of things about the system that are sort of sending some tough signals about how hard it is. But I don't know that leadership is always um, sitting on the top of organizations. It's about having influence. Um, and that's where it, you look around at that, uh, the creatives and the writers and um, uh, and so on. And I think there are a lot of women out there who luckily can now get connected now that we have the social technologies we have. So it's an exciting time that way uh, where more yeah. and more people can find each other and begin to try out their new ideas. Um, huh. It's a huge conversation, isn't it? We could we could go on and on, but I do think oh, inspiring oh, the next oh, yeah. generation. Yeah, I mean, say. I think oh. there, there's been so many ways that women are connecting at, at different levels. But again, uh, our thought leaders and those that will change policies and procedures are are still very valuable in our country. I mean, we still have to have representation to to again make those changes uh, occur at at all those different levels, and I think when you talk about corporations, you even talk about the government, you have to talk about the culture. You have to yes. take a, talk about the, the, the beliefs and the attitudes and the, the whole workings and, and the, the mission and all that other stuff that gets intertwined into how we, how we see things. And, and I think people are getting smarter about that. I think they realize that it's, it's people. It's connecting people. It's about, it's about finding out how people can, you can take their talents and their, their time and their treasures and their talents and really connect them in a way that men, women, and whatever, all, you know, all, all, all people that we can really impact. 
far as making changes. Well, you know, one of the things that I think is happening right now is that we're realizing that there are sort of bigger and more constant crises and disasters happening, um, you know, with the weather and, and with the financial crisis and so on. And I think risk is a big issue for women. I think women, uh, at least, and I, I can, I'm, I'm showing my age when I say that, you know, I was raised to sort of be a perfect little girl. And uh, sure. I think that women have to get past perfection and get on with it in some yeah. ways in, deep inside themselves. Because uh, right now we have to step out and make decisions and choices given uh, a lot more risk in in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah, not, and not I think everybody's going to like you, are they? Important. They're not going to like you. <laughs> not everybody's going to like you if, you if you're out there making decisions and you're in your... You know, I mean, I think that's the whole thing. You're right. Women need to get past their fears. They need to get past that whole thing. People may not like you, may, may not like what you have to say or like what you're, you know, what you're proposing. And, and I think that's something definitely women have to get, get, get over. Which is why when I um, uh, think about risk uh, and talk about resilience, and I write about it, but I also am blogging about it a fair amount, Resilience seems to be the thing everybody wants to talk about. It's it's um, it's like yes, how do you get through that and move on to the next one? It's the right next question because risk is going to yield at times failure, and then what happens? And we have to kind of finish that sentence for people. And I think personal resilience, organizational resilience, the the whole use of the word resilience uh, shows that that's on our minds. And I certainly feel there's so much to learn and know about that that's very comforting. You do yeah. bounce back. You can come back yeah. with a bigger picture. You can. There's lots to it. Yeah. Well, you, you've definitely been through many, many uh, life events in your life, of course, with that personal resilience, and so have I. I mean, I think you're right. People do need to understand, you know, how do you come back after 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 you've been knocked down, or you or you've been defeated, or or some in some way you haven't been able to accomplish your goals. And I think resilience uh, or, or mental toughness is another way of looking yeah. at it. How do you how do you come back and for you, you have some life lessons. What what have been your 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 greatest attributes as far as coming back after a tough situation, especially working for the GSA, which again you resigned from that position after, again it was in, it was suggested again that there were was possible, uh, uh, you know, um, misbehavior in the ranks, misbehavior, right. mishandling, whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, you you name it, you you decide what you call it. Well, it was an interesting time because um, uh, one of the things that you can really have a nightmare about is, and especially as a leader, is that you have to take responsibility for things that you might not have even known about. You know, you're living sure. in the dark in many ways, and that's kind of part of the risk conversation. You can't know it all, so how are you going to live with not knowing it all and what are the consequences at times? Probably the biggest lesson I took from that is that um, when somebody hits the wall, the best way to restitch yourself is to go for something creative, because when you're when you when you're caught in a situation, it's almost as if part of you gets shut down. You're you're sort of sent signals that you know something something yeah, about you wasn't right, and the best way it. to combat that is to do something creative. In my case, I I I wrote a novel actually before I wrote this book, and I kind of reminded myself that I have a lot inside me that I want to pull out and share. And I talked to a woman the other day who said, yeah, after a big crisis, she started decorating cakes. And she started a business <laughs> decorating cakes. She said, I just needed to be creative. I needed to decorate yeah. cakes. And it gave her 
it's it's interesting how I think creativity is a hugely important piece of this. That and women are very creative. There's so much oh, they yeah. can draw on, and that is a place to go. That is, um, and then you're sort of generating the next thing in spite of yourself. Um, but it reassures you that you're worth something, and in fact, you're worth expressing a lot. Absolutely. So, so, so for you, your writing became your your outlet for you know leaving the GSA and and. Uh, you know, but but again, what what could you? I mean, besides being creative, what other things though have have helped you as far as, you know, being resilient and and moving forward? And I mean, it sounds to me like you've always had that that ability. And I think I think oftentimes people forget they if they look at their own lifetimes and say, you know, I did make it through that. It didn't kill me. You know, yes. I, I survived mm-hmm. it. I I made it through. And and so you know, it's it's psychologist. That's kind of what what I do when I've worked with people in the past. Is they, you know, you you've had other life events that that have occurred, and you're you're sitting here today. You're standing here today. You're still standing. Well, what what were those things, and and how did you do that? And I think that's it. We we forget really how how many resources and unique talents that we do have. But uh, again, for 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 other people out there, what would you what were your what would you advise? Well, I, I, a number of things. A number of things. First of all, um, one of the things about being a leader in an organization is you have to be very positive all the time. You know, you're taking people forward, you're pumping people up, and you're you're selling and you're recruiting, and you're you know you have to put a really good game face on things. And when a crisis happens, you actually have to switch gears because um, whether it happens, um, however it rolls in the door. Um, you have to really be very realistic and see it very quickly for what it is. And there's no polishing. There's no rose-colored glasses to it. So I yeah. think what, what happens in part is that you re- remember or you find or you recover um, or you reach to the ability to be very, very clear and sharp and realistic and know exactly what needs to be done. And um, I think uh, we all forget in the course of just normal routines how much capability we have. And when you do hit a wall, um, some of that comes out that you just haven't exercised in a while. Um, But you also have to be very flexible and self-aware. So these are sort of the larger larger things. There are a couple of things that happened to me after I, I quit work. I mean, one day I'm working for the president. The next day I'm home in jeans and I have legal bills and I'm by myself, right? <laughs> it's not it's not a pretty picture. You know, yeah, CBS yeah. is on the front porch. They, 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 and um, yeah, no matter how much I was or wasn't informed or knew or knew, I had to take the fall for it. And yeah. um, a lot of, uh, obviously, what steps in first is your network and your friends and your family, and the support systems you have. And I think the important message is you cannot create a network in crisis. You have to have your network. You have to build your friendships and your relationships. And that investment is not stupid early on. It's not a silly thing. It's very important. In fact, my friends kind of fell out into three categories. There was the friends that showed up with the banana bread right away, you know, and, oh, Martha, Uh are you okay? And, you know, pat on the shoulders. Then there were the friends that got really angry for me. They were really incensed, and they wanted to call and tell me about that, which was, you know, what that was. But it was um, a very strong um, reaction, and I felt very much like they were defending me, and that was good. The third group was very much of a Washington group, if you will, and they just called and said, buck up, you'll get over it, this is what it's like, just keep on going. 
So you had a realism and a kind of a soft um, pat on the back and then a um, a, a sort of fighter crowd. So yeah. my network played out for me that way. And I felt comfort in all three of those reactions. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's about thinking about your network and who's going to help you in what way. And were, I think that's, you, that's probably the you, first piece of yeah. advice I give to people. Yeah. Martha, were you surprised, though, the way that people did react to you? I mean, again, there are those other people, too. And I think that's again, where women's likability comes into it. I mean, if you want to be a leader, it's not always about likability. It's about, you know, again, a lot of other characteristics. But were you surprised, though, at some of the reactions or some of the the way that people did deal with you? I was stunned at how people poured out of the woodwork and sent me notes and emails and support. And I think that was because I had two very, very tough uh, congressional hearings, and I sat in front of Congress as they screamed at me, and yeah. I think I got a whole lot of sympathy because of that, because everybody could see that, you know, this is just completely out of the blue and something way beyond what I was managing directly. Yeah, it, was, and it, it, was was, a very, it was a very public, uh, you know, I mean, you were public. definitely, you're, you're, every every bit of dirty underwear was pulled out and put into view, and, and uh, was lots and lots of questions were asked, and and, uh, yeah. you know, again, I mean, that's, but you're right. What happened, I guess, to you was that people really did sympathize and were empathetic. Whereas, they were. You know, but, they you were. know, I mean, I, I've always also seen the other people that go that 15 minutes of fame once you've got it, that, you know, go, bye-bye. You know, you certainly don't ever want to be in that kind of 15 minutes of fame. And it was uh-uh. not easy going through those inter- those congressional hearings. That was the real low point. Um, I, uh <clears throat> and and it was interesting because it was important. My my um, you know my first instinct was to ask my husband to come with me and friends to come and sit behind me and all that sort of thing. And my yeah. my colleague said, No, you're not a defendant. You're at a hearing, and you don't need to. Def- you're not defending. You're answering questions. Uh, you're not. Uh, you know this isn't a this isn't a trial. So just take your lawyer. Don't take your minister. Take your lawyer. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. and that was great advice. It was like this is what this is. Even though there's a lot of drama about it. You're yeah. in a hearing and they're doing exploration. This is not a trial. And, and uh, so you have to kind of remember what is going on even because the drama gets so big. Well, so big. you also have to remember who you are and the reason that you were chosen in the first place to take a position like this, which is, again, you had those skills, you had those abilities, and you had those leadership talents. You know, And I think that's what sometimes happens is that you know these people also reaffirm and say, you know, uh, you know, you're you're you've forgotten who you don't forget who you are. Don't forget exactly. where you come from. Yeah. Don't forget why you're you've been in this position in the first place. And I think that's again a, another trait. Women are we're not very good at tooting our horns. We're not very good about accepting our our talents and our skills. You know, we're we're not very good accepting you know accepting uh, uh, compliments. You know, and I think this is something we need to get over. And I think that's why I think. I think sometimes men sometimes would be more successful because, you know, you, you meet a man for the first time and you know his, you know his golf score, you know how much he makes, you know what his job is, you know you, you've got the whole pedigree. But a woman, she could be a Supreme Court judge. She walks away and she goes, "Well, she was very interesting. What does she do? Oh, she's a Supreme Court judge." And I think that's where women we have to get better about really saying, "Here's who I am," and I'm not going to forget who I am because if I do. You know, that's when I start to to maybe question myself, and maybe that's when I really start to forget, you know, really how talented I am. And I think that to me seems to be such a an important 
piece that women, you know, here you are, you are now writing a book, and I and I, I think that's the best thing in the world is for you to say, okay, here's who I am. You know, I graduated from Harvard. You know, this is who I am. Don't forget, I've I have worked my way. I've done all these things all along the way. I didn't, you know, the luckier I get, the hard. I mean, the harder I work, the luckier I get. You know, don't forget that part. And I think that for women, we've got to get back on that horse and go, excuse me. I, I'm just, I've, I've been here, I'm back on here again, and so thank you very much. So I, I'm just, okay, I'll get off my, I'll get off the soapbox now. I'll let you know. <laughs> well, that's so true. I think our biggest problem is ourselves often, yeah. and we do get yeah. into our own way, and we trip all over it. And it's funny because I think the most important thing you can do is to be self-aware, to know when you're doing that, and yeah. to have a way in which you're looking at yourself as well as being inside yourself. It's very hard to yeah. do, but, you know, finding people that will tell you that or, then you're typing yourself or just listening to your language or whatever it is that you put out there, yeah. watching how you are presenting yourself is A number one. It's very that's important. In fact, that's why it's so helpful to get, get advice about how you present, how you speak, what you wear, um, mm-hmm. because it's about people telling you um, and, and informing you about how you're coming across. And you're yeah. just not aware of it, just not aware of it at all. Well, they did a research project uh, not too long ago. In fact, it was actually they they actually used a news broadcast, but there were uh, there was a man and a woman, and I, it's, there were two women being inter- there were two people being interviewed about the same subject. It was a man and a woman. The man basically kept answering all the questions. The woman started to sit back, sit back, sit back. And so you know the thing is is that women need to speak up. We need to find mm-hmm. our voice, use our voice. And say, excuse me, and, and I love it when, when the meeting in a meeting, some a woman gives her idea, and everybody just ignores it, and then a man comes up with it later in the in the in the conversation, and it's a great idea, you know. But that woman at that point has got to turn around and say, well, thank you so and so for really seeing what a great idea it was in the first place, you know. So so I think that's the other part is that find your voice, use your voice, and and, and believe in your voice. You know, interestingly, one of the things that I did right after um, I uh, resigned is I resumed voice lessons, literally resumed, uh, learned, you know, went back to the work of learning to sing better. And uh, it's it's yeah. almost a literal thing. People need to work their voices. Uh, yeah. And that yeah. that was um, that was something that was um, a real powerful for me. I've never had any problem with the volume of my voice. I get heard because I'm loud. But um, I know <laughs> I don't that have that's any problem a problem either. <laughs> <laughs> it's an, it's a, but it's true. You get what, what, people look past you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I, I think, again, women, we've got, we've got so much talent and so much ability. And I, and I also know when we connect with other resources and other women, there's just absolutely nothing we, can, we can't do. And, and you're one of those women. So what, my goal always when I, when I have a conversation with someone and I, I read their book, I, I get to know who they are, it's about connecting. And, and that's what I do. I connect women with other women to make sure that we are developing this social network and we continue to really reach out and find other women that we can mentor. I do two things. I help women, I help women to stay, stay on top of their game and I help women to help other women to do the same thing. And, and, and Martha, you're one of those women. You're out there. You're a role model. You're a mentor for many, many women in our, in our, in our world. And, you know, there's great things that are happening, but there's so many young women that we need to be, be bringing up the ranks and they need women like you and me 
that will say, hey, come on, we'll, 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 we'll help you. We'll get you up there. We'll, we'll help you to, you know, get in those positions. We'll help you to get in those leader, leadership roles and really, you know, as far as being uh, available and, and really having that someone to emulate. We need more people like ourselves and yourself especially to, to really get that message out. So I applaud well, you know, your efforts. Yeah, that's one of the things I miss about being in a big organization is that I could bring along young people. And so it is important to me now in another setting, more of a social networking setting and a writing and speaking setting to do the same thing, but more with ideas rather than direct connections to jobs. Yeah. Well, yeah. the Dalai Lama says we need to wake up, and I, I definitely believe that. I love, the, I love your concept of horoscope meetings that you basically read your <laughs> horoscope and you, and you find a way to continue to grow and to, to kind of understand each day is a possibility. Each day presents new opportunities, and I think that's the kind of person you are. So uh, everything that you've done or everything that you've been through, you've been able to use creatively and, and use it a way of, of just going forward, you know. So you're not the kind of person to count out. I, I like that, and I, I like to meet more and more people like yourself. So, you know, Thank and that's the so other. Much. So, I, I again, how can they learn more about you, Martha, your book, and everything you're doing, your speaking, uh, your 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 blogging? I mean, I've got I've been looking at your website. You've got lots and lots of great ideas, and and you've got a great sense of humor too, which I really appreciate. Well, thank you. I um, I do have a website, and it's simply uh, MarthaJohnson.com. And uh, I blog almost every day. People are saying, how long can you blog? And I say, well, I have a lot of material, so I can keep on going. Um, and I'm finding that that sort of sound, you know, a quick couple of paragraphs, one idea a day is a really nice way to connect with people. Um, so my blog and my website are ways of, um, of following me. And my book is on Amazon. It's called On My Watch. Uh, and it is, uh, it's out there, and it's doing quite well. It was a bestseller uh, when it first came out, which is just really thrilling. I also published a novel, which um, I did right after I was in office, which is also on Amazon under my name. It's called In Our Midst, and it's about a, a town in southern Indiana, uh, a very interesting story. But at any rate, it's, um, uh, it, I, am, I am on social media. I'm Martha N. Johnson uh, on Twitter, Twitter, and I'm trying to be very active and talking and sharing what I've learned in 30 years in just enormously wonderful uh, job situations and, and working for two presidents. And uh, I'm happy to engage in conversation with people in any way that they'd like. So go to the website. Yeah. So, so what is it, Martha, you really want to do when you grow up? <laughs> oh, when I, when I grow up, I, I, want to, I want to keep writing novels. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, it's, it's been a pleasure talking with you. And, uh, again, uh, I think what, what I'm really all about is creating a sisterhood of, of women that are really doing some remarkable things and, and helping women to do the same, other women to do the same. So let's keep tooting our horns. Yes, and let's it's wonderful to be in your circle. Thank you so much. Well, you're, now once you're in the circle, you're you're in the circle. So so what we'll do is we'll, we're going to connect and we're going to do whatever we can to help get the the message out and the word yes. about your book and and your novels and everything you're doing because uh, that's what it's all about. When we connect, then we just broaden our scope and broaden our our range and and our and our reach to help others. So. Congratulations on your book. I uh, hope continued Thank success you. in all ways. And on my watch, leadership, innovation, and personal resilience, you have all those things. Personal resilience is what it's about. So uh, let's just keep, keep going forward, and we're all going to lean in. How about that? How about that? Good for you. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for your time. Have a wonderful day.